0: You are now entering the MXU podcast. No credentials required. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 41 of the MXU podcast. I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Lee Fields. As always. And we're doing something crazy today. Crazy. Never been done before. (laughs) Coronation, Indeed. (laughs) Taking advice from Kyle Hamilton. Yes. We're we're doing a little coronation this weekend, so we're doing a little... It's actually kind of the first MXU retreat slash... We do retreats all the time. Well, okay, but this one was a little more official because we have more MXU folks with us. In fact, in this room right now, we've got eight people, which
1: we've never had eight people on the podcast before. Nope. So this is a first. So why don't you... It's like most churches in America, they got eight singers and four microphones. (laughs) <laughs> share yellow fuzzy mic me and daniel Cannell. there yeah. you go daniel's
0: here hey, hey, hey daniel's here so a lot of you have heard from daniel on any of our lighting oriented podcasts which is great uh, we're also here with marcus walker from skylark who uh, has joined us for the weekend just because he's an all-around great guy and is a great friend of mxu's but there's a there's a big reason why all of you need to really Love Marcus and Skylark right now. Lee, why don't you tell everybody why that is? Because they're paying your bill. Your bill, your first month of MXU teams. That's right. Because if you sign up for MXU teams, the first month is free because of the kind folks at Skylark.
2: I spent the past two days just making extra email addresses so I could sign up like a (laughs) hundred (laughs) times. Going broke, Marcus. Don't do that. (laughs) And then behind me is Adam Taylor. Adam Taylor.
0: Hello, world. So, the great thing about this weekend is that Adam, you know, we've always talked about the way Adam serves his team and the way that they just give to each other at Central. In fact, if you watched the MXU videos about leadership, where we interviewed Adam about their approach to teams at their place, it's just, it's always great to see Adam's heart for his own team. So, he's here this weekend actually serving us by cooking dinner for us, which has been amazing. Amazing.
1: Yeah, and if you follow Adam on Instagram, you know that he's a, he's a cook first and then a production specialist. He's probably a husband and a dad first, but cook third.
2: Christian, like number nine, I think is where we're at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then behind my other shoulder is someone brand new that you have never met before, but some of you maybe have talked to digitally. The MXU COO, Spencer DeYoung, is with us. What, what? What's up, everybody? I want to clarify something. Okay. When I uh, said that there were eight people and four microphones, that would be a Corona no-no. And uh, there are eight microphones. Right. Because we're not, we don't want Corona virus. <laughs> no, no.
0: In fact, we're all wearing masks right now. We're socially distant. We've
2: organized it where the people with Corona are all using the same microphones and the people that don't have it are using different ones.
1: Right actually did get the antibody test. Haven't had it. Thought I had, like everyone thinks they have. Yeah. I would have swore I'd had it. Didn't have it. Wow. I've had it. You actually
3: have had it. I've had it, but I can't confirm it. How do you you know you've had it? Because I couldn't smell or taste food for a month and a half. After running a slight fever for two days. That sounds like it. Self-diagnosed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome so adam what's on the menu tonight for dinner we're keeping it chill tonight some burgers some dogs some brats and um some
4: you
0: know store-bought sides nothing fancy
2: yeah we all need a break after the past two nights yeah the last
0: two nights have been pretty fancy we had uh we had fillets the first night with probably the best marsala sort of peppercorn sauce that we've collectively mm-hmm. can yeah i say- agree it's like Insane. insane. Yeah. And then last night was
1: chicken parmesan with fettuccini and Caesar salad off the charts. I know. we, uh, Spencer and I shot the chickens with our bows, but we used Daniel's night vision to do it. <laughs> they were night chickens. <laughs> night chickens. Yeah. Free range. So if there's some chickens missing in uh, South Lake Tahoe, please don't report us. And then we've got two other people joining us.
0: So for those of you who are MXU Now subscribers, we have Scotty with us, who is our storyteller. Extraordinaire video specialist, amazing videographer and editor. So all of the the look of the MXU Now videos is courtesy of Scotty Allison. And so we're glad that he's here and hanging out with us this weekend. He also hit a three hundred twenty five yard drive today, at least. Yeah. He hit it over our heads when we were in the fairway.
1: He did. And I ran up to the ball and grabbed it and threw it backwards fifty yards and they didn't <laughs> know.
2: <laughs> you all should have played faster. Say what? Y'all should have been playing faster. Yeah,
1: well, there was like birthday girls in front of us that were six white claws in by hole number eight. (laughs) That's true. They were having a good time. So, yeah, we played golf today. It was great. We did. They had balloons on the back of their golf cart, and we were trying to hit them. It was fun. We were unsuccessful. And
3: Lee may or may not have stepped on your ball in the sand trap.
2: Oh, he definitely did. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely (laughs) did. Yeah. It
3: was fun. It was a good day.
2: Lee's
1: an angry golfer. Jeff shot a 76. It was fun. That's a good
0: humble brag there, buddy. (laughs) No, it was, I played well today, but I had no birdies. So it was basically uh, 13 pars and five bogeys. That's
2: amazing. I shot like a 78 on hole eight. On hole eight. (laughs) Yeah, it was great.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, something else we've been doing up here. Uh, we've got the VR, the Oculus rigs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
0: I I can't even explain. I want MXU Now content in that format. I think this is possible. Adam, you guys are, you can look at everything on YouTube right through the
4: Oculus app. So having a 360 GoPro or a 360 camera, yeah. you good to go. Hey,
1: can I tell people what you're thinking about doing? We're working
4: on something, uh, central production is right now for the future, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, but
1: VR is on the way. So that's exciting. So they put this helmet on me and gave me very slow instructions. And a couple pills. And a red pill and a blue pill. <laughs> and what was the first thing I played? Uh, I can't even remember. There was so much stuff. Oh, it was a shooting game.
2: Yeah, it was just like the the intro demo for like to when you first get it yeah first steps
1: well that was like entertaining
2: it was amazing
1: yeah. yeah so when I did it I picked
0: up first steps and it was like okay use your index finger to do this and then use these two fingers to grab something or whatever so when I had gone through all that stuff and I was finished I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna just put these hand controllers down and so I tried to put them on the table
1: in VR in VR
0: and they just crashed <laughs> to the floor so Jeff has
2: to buy me some new controllers
1: <laughs> it was crazy and so you can play poker, you can, there's all kinds of games that you can play. You can may or may not throw your drink across the room
2: while you're playing poker. I think we're going to start seeing some cool stuff through that in the next few months.
1: So yeah. you're using it, Daniel, for design purposes. We are.
2: We're actually trying to get it going with our uh, our previs. So we do WYSIWYG for all of our previs. We kind of blend back and forth between Vectorworks and, and WYSIWYG, depending on exactly what we're trying to accomplish. WYSIWYG already has a virtual reality component built into it. So I had just bought mine. Like i ordered it uh, a couple weeks ago, and I came from another thing similar to this to this one. This is just like Daniel's week of retreats here. And it came in while I was out of town, and I, only, I think I had 10 hours at home. So I got home at like midnight, opened up the box. I was like, I'm at least going to open it up, and I'll, I'll take it out to Tahoe with me and maybe play around with it a little bit. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. It's like <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. So we're gonna start trying to use it for Previs. We haven't tried it yet, but uh, that'll be next week. And see if we can get sort of get an actual like walkthroughs design of designs. And
1: so basically, you give a proposal to a band, a conference, a church, mm-hmm. and then it's you can't like looking at CAD files
2: or like a bird's eye view of drawings. Yeah, even even the renderings, like the 3D renderings, are the are flat. Yeah, or, or actually, I should shouldn't say 3D. The realistic renderings are still flat. The hard part is gonna be like going up to someone and going, "Hey, can you put this on your head? <laughs> yeah. for a minute." I yeah. promise I wipe the COVID off of it. Yeah. So well, the great cool. thing
0: is we could all buy Oculus, and now it's a tax write-off if we use it for WYSIWYG. So
2: done. Yeah. I yep. think it's a
1: no-brainer. And Marcus, you own a few.
3: I do, but I don't do anything cool with them like that.
1: <laughs> you just play single-player games. Like, you scare fall your kids. down
3: in my living room, and <laughs> my wife comes in wondering what's wrong with me.
2: Marcus has been boxing again. I think she knows by now.
3: Yeah. What games do your kids like? Red Hot is that a, is that the name of? Yeah,
2: it? Super, hot. super super hot.
3: Yeah,
1: all the people are red, and, and all the objects are white. Yes, so it's like a white world, red people. Yes,
3: and if you physically lean on one of the objects, you will fall down. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're you not know real. from experience they're not there. Yeah, yes, that's how you end up on the floor, and your wife walks. That's down. when I was like, I think I need to go to bed. <laughs>
2: Jeff, you got to introduce Tyler, too, because he's going to be in some videos soon. That's right. So
0: Tyler is also with us. And Tyler has worked for you for how long?
2: Uh, I've known Tyler for 10 years now, I think. He was actually an intern of mine way back in the day at Church on the Move. And uh, as the company's been growing the past couple years, we linked back up last summer and pretty much, I'd say, been working with me for a year now. We finally talked him into joining the team full-time in January. That's awesome. Just uh, absolutely killing it.
0: Yeah. Well, today on the golf course, what was awesome is that, you know, Tyler has never swung a golf club in his life. And today was on our team. And about halfway through, I heard him say out loud to himself, you know, I just need to treat this like vector works. And so his whole pre shot routine and his approach <laughs> to the golf game was a checklist of certain things. And he was confirming angles and getting things right. Sure enough, his next tee shot was the best thing he'd hit all day, dead straight down the
5: middle. This is no exaggeration. I am a huge nerd. That is completely what I did. I can confirm that.
1: (laughs) No, I didn't know that that had happened. Marcus and I get out of our golf cart, and we're walking towards the tee box, and Tyler's backswing started. And in the middle of the backswing, I thought, he's been sandbagging the whole time. (laughs)
5: He hits the ball, and it goes 200 200 yards. 200 yards, dead straight. Yeah, and we're like... What was what just happened? See, that's the secret of how you shoot like a 126 for the day. You got to sandbag it the whole time and never get better.
1: (laughs) Well, you did a great job. It was fun. Uh, And then we had a great day on the lake two days ago. We did. Mm -hmm. Thanks to uh, Spencer for driving a boat for three hours to pick us up. It was amazing. Through uh, Hurricane Katrina. Was it only three hours? Wind.
2: Scotty and I had a good time.
1: You know, we get to listen to all the music that you guys hate.
4: So it was the one time that we got to listen to. Break yeah, it was up,
3: get along. Town, <laughs> hey. It
0: was bro country all day. It was
4: it was the hot country playlist on Spotify. It Lee was gives, terrible.
0: Lead lead doesn't seem to like it, nor do any other of you guys. So. Except that my daughter Stella would have sung along to every word. You know, she's already a big fan of Scotty's anyway. Scotty came to my house a few months ago where we we shot some video content, and so. She's taking pictures. She's he's showing her some video stuff. It was cool. So they've connected on the country music scene.
1: I like the hot country, by the way. I don't hate it. I I don't hate it. I, I'm good with it. It's okay.
2: Loud thunder, heavy rain. Yeah, that's it's either <laughs> it's either
1: Thomas Rhett or Cody Jinks. Yeah. Like, which one do you like? Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. But we did get into some uh, interesting discussions the last few days. It hasn't just been all fun, right? We've been talking a lot about. Well, we're just catching up like what's everybody doing you know adam and i actually work at churches unlike the rest of you losers
2: <laughs>
5: um
1: or maybe we're the losers that haven't figured that out yet i'm just kidding just kidding um but adam and i were talking about like what's going on with online church and stuff yeah. and you know i think we're 24 weeks in at this point
0: yeah i think there's a lot of people who are experiencing probably a bunch of covet fatigue yeah it's like okay we thought for a minute that it was going to be maybe a few weeks like once we got to may things would sort of get back to normal and they didn't so now we've come all the way through the summer and now some people are saying no in person gatherings through the rest of the year
6: yep
0: and to a production team that's that's really a downer kind of news if you're if you're excited about having people in the room and the energy that comes from gathering together and you know worshiping together it's it's a lot to just go okay here's more online which yeah a lot of people in a good way have improved their online content and what they're putting out
1: yeah but, but less people are but watching but less people
0: are watching like there yeah. there was a time when people were like okay church is online now so we're going to engage but now numbers are going down way down and so our conversation was more about what are we doing in the meantime? Like, are we really trying to continue to get better and better and better and beat our heads against the wall? Or is it just everybody's fatigued and, yep. and what's
1: next? We were down like two weeks ago. I think we were 115th of what it was at week after Easter.
2: You wow. think summer has anything to do with that?
1: I think it's summer. I think it's, you know, what you're saying, like everybody's just sick and tired of COVID. I think the rhythm of monday through friday and weekends is kind of like not real yeah like it doesn't matter the weekend anymore people you know what still I mean? don't know what day it is every no. day yeah, yeah
2: we're, we were talking about this earlier this isn't streaming but um in the beginning i was jumping on any zoom call someone invited me to to make content to share with people and have discussions even if it was just an internal thing even i'm getting sick of that going hey, yeah. you know what no yeah, no i'm good i'm gonna yeah. at the office i don't need to be in the yeah. call i think that's what it is yeah. it's zoom
3: fatigue yeah so if you work all day you spend all day on a zoom call you do 50 in a week yeah and then you're supposed to zoom into the church and watch the right. content it's gonna be extremely yeah. hard
2: you know what the solution is though do VR it. headsets for everybody. VR headsets. VR. <laughs> yeah. That's right. VR church coming soon.
1: Oh my gosh. Can I send them all a subwoofer so they can
0: feel yeah. something? Well, what I was thinking the other day is, and we were talking about this yesterday too, you know, the kind of tired you get from a hard day of yard work or working outside, sweating, and you get to the end of a day and you're like ready for bed because you're tired from physical labor. There's that kind of tired. But then there's the tired that I've been feeling lately of just weary of, yeah, when is this
1: going to end? Yeah. Tired of it. Tired of it. Yeah. That's a big reason we're hanging out right now in this house. It was exactly, you know, we all got to travel a lot and hang out with each other the past five years. Like every couple months, we're hanging out and doing something. And then we haven't seen each other, hung out since February was the last time we all saw each other. Yeah. Which I think for a lot of people, you know, a couple vacations a year is is what everyone does but this was like guys we need to freaking get away Mm -hmm. so we drove up here and you guys flew in so yeah even we're experiencing that but all that to say like our viewing down one fifteenth of what it was giving is still at budget if not higher some interesting. so that has been a real like noggin scratcher like okay so what is leadership saying then about the
0: actual product like are they are they we're going to do, you know, what would be Sunday morning gatherings as usual and figure out what to do supplemental? Or is there sort of a pause button on trying to come up with a new way to do anything to try to reattract people? Like what's the, what's the conversation around that?
1: We're in the middle of figuring it all out, you know, but we're now past the point of asking the question. We've decided, okay, let's try when we have a plan. So the plan right now is, The online experience for church, like replicating the weekend service, we don't feel like there's anything else we can do to that to make it go back to what it was. Yeah. We can't get 15x the amount of people without radically changing it in a way that the current few thousand watching it would feel disconnected. Yeah. That's good. Because they're still watching because they don't want to come to a physical service. So we're doing those, but we're doing, you know, limited seating. Trying to follow all the county and state restrictions. In if your state asks. is fifty, a hundred. We can put a hundred okay. people in a room, no matter how big the room is. So you know we've got three thousand seat rooms, two thousand seat rooms. and You can put a hundred people in them.
2: So if it's like a twenty by twenty room, can you put a hundred people in there?
1: Yes. Wow. That's there's, that's there's crazy. Also, so it's not proportional. No, Home Depot by the way doesn't have a hundred person limit.
2: Well, COVID doesn't spread at Home Depot or Lowe's or Walmart. Right. Um, or I'm trying to think of other places. Uh, well, I can't say that one. Never mind. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so we have physical services. Some people still aren't comfortable coming. So we're doing the online service for them. Yeah. But getting people connected online, we're not going to try and even really compete with the Mike Todd's and Steven Verdicts, Like they have millions of people that are actively following them online. Yeah. So instead we're going to try a different approach and just shoot engaging content. So like we have meetings with our teaching pastors like well I'll use one as an example his name's Kurt. He um is a more intellectual type preacher. He's not like topical. He loves apologetics. He also loves fishing. He's okay. a huge fly fisherman. So we're going to go shoot 10 episodes of him in a fly fishing boat. With an interesting uh, male figure from our church. Oh, that's cool. In the boat with him. He's teaching them how to fish and they're talking about life, like a guy who uh, specializes in mental health. And they spend a day on the boat and then we create like a 45 minute YouTube episode based on that. So we're trying to come up with different content ideas around stuff like that. So last week we had another pastor, Andrew. He flew to Southern California with a video crew. They spent a day with Bob Goff on horsebacks. They spent a day with Chris Brown at North coast and they went tuna fishing, but it's all, they're creating conversations around how to make your life better. But it's like the content everyone else is already watching on YouTube. Anyway, it's the, you know, if you look at any YouTube influencer these crazy YouTube channels, they're like today we take a Lamborghini and drive it across the desert. Right? So we're trying to like not do Lamborghinis. By the way, that was a poor example for the church topic. But create engaging videos that people are already watching on YouTube, but then make sure the content is actually life-giving. That's cool. Adam, what are you guys doing in terms of just
0: normal service as if you're watching a video of a normal service versus things that you're changing for your experience online.
4: Yeah, we're kind of just preparing for, I guess, what the world's going to look like in the next couple months as far as what's the new normal, right? And so before our church was all about just a live experience, a packed room, people really getting to experience that live energy. And so we called it a church with an online campus. And now we're in, I feel like the future is going to be we're an online church with a physical campus, um, which is, you know, a 180 um, of your thinking process of your creative process of your um, production needs, like it's, it's a lot. And so we're working through building a sort of a studio setup. We're working through finding ways to keep online engaging because like you said, people are fatigued from watching stuff online, especially things that are too long. Uh, when I watch something online, I skip through to the meat cause I just, I don't want to sit there for forever waiting for, you know, just information that I don't need to know, or sponsors, or whatever it could be. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I think good things are going to come. And it's yeah, it's it's like Lee said. You know, we've we've seen this kind of up and down roller coaster of people watching online, and and I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we're trying our best to predict it, I guess, if you will, and be ready for it
0: um, the best we can. To can make you remind content. everybody, like, technically, is is what you see online from Central right now? Is that the mix from front of house or are you separating it now to a broadcast console or how are you doing? The- yeah, so
4: it, it is, it, there is a broadcast console
0: upstairs um, in an audio suite. I, I bought
4: a console for uh, nothing from another church that wasn't using it. It was in the closet and um, just kind of made it work. It has, I think, 56 inputs. Okay. And so everything summed down, like guitars are mono, effects are mono, um, everything that's like, uh, on our VIP bus, if you will, like host mics, pastor's mics is all a post fader mix from front of house. Like we've summed down everything we can to make it as low channel count as possible. So that's being mixed by a volunteer right now on Saturday nights. And that's what we play back on Sundays. But in the next couple of weeks, possibly month, we're going to be going, um, trying to do live on Saturdays and Sundays to give us the opportunity to get better quality yeah. on Sundays when you have your you know peak viewership, if you will. Everybody on Saturdays kind of feels like they're on sea legs coming in because people come in late to rehearsal, we're busy, and there's so much going on. We pull it off and it's like, yeah, it was pretty good, but it wasn't the best. We didn't give it our all, so uh, getting the opportunity to do a second take on Sundays is going to be big for us. Um, as That's far cool. as getting the quality up, making feeling like it's authentic, feeling like it's, we're proud of it. We put our stamp on it. And so, yeah, that'll be coming the next couple of weeks.
2: And before you guys went live again, did you change anything about the way you were staging? Like just for filming? <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. So the typical, typical us, um, as far as like stage deck goes, yeah. we were doing really, really big stage decks, like drums, six, eight, feet in the air um people spread out all over the stage we're on like kind of a a u configuration if you will right now and i i didn't want to have the everybody sitting around a stool like with acoustic guitars vibe like we want to keep the energy up because that's who we are like culturally yep but we we did a a a u-shaped configuration with the stage decks or uh, you were just there daniel six inches off the ground it's more for a aesthetic than anything. It doesn't do anything.
2: What about the way you were shooting it? Like specifically when there was no audience in the room, do you guys shoot it different?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So like we have two, um, two jibs that are typically in the back of the room, like house left house, right. There are now up against the stage rail and that lets us get in really close to shots. It lets us, um, have a great shot for pastor Judd to be able to look at the camera and feel like he can engage with it. Yep. And it's not, you know, a million miles away. And so that's that's one thing we've done is all of our cameras are down front, and we're not showing any empty seats or anything
0: like that. But you do have people in the room. Uh, we do. We have a small amount of people in the room. So moving those cameras has that been awkward for the people who are in the room? Is it is it more obtrusive for them, or are they just kind of bought in and they're like, "Yeah, this is part of what we're doing," and so we're just going for it.
4: Yeah. The one thing I did do uh, when we moved people back in the room, a very small amount of selected like core church members, is we like. This is going to sound silly, but like ran our cables better, duved risers that had cameras on them, uh, clearly spiked everything out just for public, uh, foot traffic areas. Whereas before it was kind of like a just hodgepodge, threw it out there and just got it going. So we made it look presentable, if you will. Yeah. But for the most part, everything stayed where it was, and we just don't seat behind people behind those areas.
2: Got it. That's cool. Lee, what about you guys? Did you change the way you were staging and shooting stuff while you're? Were-
0: Hold on a second. Lee, Lee doesn't. He he didn't hear the question because he's been staring wholeheartedly at a YouTube video in the background. Yeah, while Adam was talking, Lee is in just entranced. I, I was trying to catch him. I know, but just so you guys know, we've all kind of been entranced by this video of this what seems to be probably a state record or at least a national record of a bull moose
1: that went down. It was an elk. elk. Uh, Sorry, elk. Yeah. I'm, yeah, should I turn it off? A little distracted? No, because
2: no. that's <laughs> when things get boring, that's what I'm doing is watching.
1: I know. So
2: I've been watching the whole time.
1: Yeah, so there's YouTube on the background of uh, elk hunting videos. Yeah. And an elk was shot a couple weeks ago in Arizona. And it's massive. It
2: is massive. By Some dude named Jimmy John. Is that what you told me? Yeah, Yeah. It's
1: the, the founder <laughs> of Jimmy John's. Yeah, he paid, I'm guessing, around $300,000 for this. It's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, to
0: answer the question. You'll anyway, find
3: it in all of the local... Shops, sandwiches, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, coming soon.
0: It's coming as the turkey
1: avocado wrap to a Jimmy John's near you. They nicknamed
3: the, the, elk, burrito. the elk
1: the freak is the, the, what they were calling it. So I wonder if that will be a sandwich now. That's
2: freaky fast.
1: That's funny. What was the question?
2: you late. <laughs> nope. So we were talking about, I mean, you guys talked about the, the audio side of it first, but like from a visual side, when you, like, well, I guess first off, you have people back in the room yet at we,
1: Well, we do now because all the fires out here. Yeah. We were doing outdoor services under a covered tent. Okay. Because in the mornings in Northern California, it's no, there's no humidity. Yeah. Oh, and it doesn't amazing. even get above 80 degrees till around noon. So yeah. it's easy for us to do outdoor services.
2: So were you streaming the outdoor services? No. Okay. So
1: we were pre-recording for online yeah. on Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. And
2: then editing. So... And I'm kind of getting trying to get to a specific point here. Uh, were you recording it the same way you would be if there was an audience in the room? Was no, it per- okay, yeah, no, not
1: at all. Yeah, cameras were at stage level, the risers up against the stage, you gotcha. know, dollies in places you could never do. Yeah, but then your outdoor gathering on the weekend was just for the people who were coming in person, in person, yeah, yeah, but even lighting for what we were doing online. It was drastically different. I thought
2: you were about to say lighting for what we were doing outside in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was different.
1: Very different. Yeah, big uh, <laughs> in the morning. 5 million K. Yeah, <laughs> that's very different. one big light. But we basically deleted the cue list yeah. for online worship. It was each song had a look. Yeah. And there were some like tungsten fixtures that the intensity would go up and
2: down. Yeah.
1: But that was it. Yeah.
2: I talked about this. I at least I posted some stuff about it on social at the beginning when all this first started happening. When when there is no live audience, you need to light it completely different. Sometimes it's easier and sometimes it's harder. But like, you know, with one of our clients, uh, transformation, we we do all the week to week stuff for them as they're getting their their production team built. Um, We moved the lighting console into the broadcast suite, or I should say, broadcast closet, because that's about all it is. But uh, at the moment, yeah. Um, But yeah, so our our lighting guy there now is just watching the multi view and lighting to that. Um, Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, if you play back one of the normal cue lists from the room has people in it, you've got these awesome looks that look huge and awesome in the room. You're trying to capture that through this tiny little window of the stage. Yeah,
1: you can't see what a gobo looks like online.
2: Well, I mean, if it's pointed the right way, you can for sure. But like, you- speak for yourself, Dan. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, like—I'm just kidding. We've got massive parts of the rig there now that aren't even getting turned on just because it's not, right. You know, you're not going to see it. Right. Um, so we're we're definitely trying to pack everything into the part where it's actually going to do something. We're going to work on some stuff uh, soon for them that should be a lot of fun. Like my whole pet peeve about all this has been: if all we're doing is sh- is sh- shooting for online, why are we even still staging it? as if there's an audience in the room. Totally. Even a lot of the stuff I've seen, you still do it with that three-sided you, uh, uh, setup where you're you're all facing out the same direction. And my, my biggest pet peeve, I've watched a lot of church stuff online. When there's no audience in are the room... Are you getting on a soapbox right now? I am. I am on the box. He's standing I can, up. I can tell a difference. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can sit down. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my towel to wipe the sweat as I preach. Why are you bright red? Um, <laughs> no. The, the, uh, it's, I can tell when people are worshiping to an empty room. Like when worship leaders are leading worship to an empty room. I can yeah. 100% tell. Um, and we noticed uh, at a rehearsal we were doing one time, that as the team was kind of like, you know, worshiping, you know pre, pre-event, pre-recording, kind of just having their own little worship thing and all facing each other and, and worshiping, like you were looking at a person across the stage from you worshiping. Completely different dynamic. Yeah. So we're going to try and start capturing that rather than just having people sing to an empty room. So what is...
0: For the guy who's listening now, who goes, okay, I never thought about that before. What's the one or two pieces of advice you would say? How would you stage it slash light it differently to make it more engaging for online only?
2: Well, first thing I, w- I would say, like everything you know about doing an event, forget if there's not going to be a live audience in the room, it completely changes yeah. everything. Um, you know, in this particular area, I mean, the, the church is basically an arena, so we have tons of room. We can get rid of the stage. We can put everybody on the floor. We can completely change the physical shape of it. And not everybody could do that.
1: Okay, so go back. That's a good point. The stage, the yes. idea and the concept of a risen stage yeah. is for people that are far away from it to be able to see.
2: Yeah, and I probably, I don't know, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but this is something we're working on with the transformation team is we've gone in and gone, because they have a movable stage. Yeah. you know, It's like an arena-style portable stage. And we've gone... Why are we even going to do that? It just makes things more complicated to get stuff up on stage. If we want to get risers out of the way, we, it, we have to be able to get them out of the way and, and then still be on that stage somewhere.
1: Imagine if our dinner table, there was like steps to get yeah. up to your seat. Yeah. That's so, and, silly. And if
2: you're filming it and it's, there's no live audience, why worry about it? Yeah. Like, so, you know, as you were talking, something I was imagining, you know, a lot of churches don't have the physical space in the room to really change the shape. Go have your worship experience in your lobby even get rid of the production aspect of it like record the audio and video and i mean you know as a lifelong yeah. lighting guy i hate to even say this but get rid of all the the moving lights and all that that doesn't necessarily add as much to all the online experiences as it does when you have people in the room and there's that live energy of it as well yeah. But yeah i would just i would look for a way to where your people can still connect with other people and then capture that on video it's probably the simplest way to say it
1: i've said this before but my wife jenny she knows diddly about worship or tech and could not care less than she already does because it's very low. Well, this week we shot the message, uh, pastor sitting on a leather couch, just talking, but worship was what we have been doing, but just cut to cut to that. She texted me yesterday. She was at home watching with the kids and she, her text said, I really like this for at home church, but I don't think I'd like this if I was in the building. Interesting. And I'm like, Yep, yeah, totally. That it makes perfect sense. If like you're sitting and watching TV and it it feels like someone's on a big stage in yeah. giant production, yeah. like you're you're in an empty room, it's strange. Very well, strange. even this morning here, um, I was up uh
0: here in the living room and I was checking out North Point online and Adam walked in and I said, Hey, check this out. So they have taken basically their band off risers and they're on the on the stage level. Yeah. And then they built a little thrust lower than the stage, almost down onto the floor in front of the deck. And it looked great. And the lighting was a lot less movement, a lot right. There's no flash and trash whatsoever. No. It sounded really good. You know, everybody on stage you could tell was connected with each other. And there's no people in the room. Yeah. You know, they're playing basically they're they're worshiping with each other as a band. And it's super
2: effective. I will say here for all my fellow lighting guys everywhere, the getting rid of the lighting aspect of it isn't really the important part. Because I've also seen plenty of applications where they've still kept that high energy level lighting and it worked. I just, you, just don't, you don't necessarily have to, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. like if, if you're in a small space and you're like, yeah. well, we can't do a different setup on our little stage, you know, don't feel like you have to suddenly move your whole lighting rig out of the audience. Um, it feels like lighting for covid this will be
1: just for video in general, I'm, I guess you're going to say. It's way more important now that the fundamentals are right than oh, 100%. the effects. As
2: a company, we have gotten a ton of business the past six months from people just calling us and going, hey, now that we're only watching on video, we've noticed our lighting is really bad. Can you help? And it's all front light, right? Not necessarily. And that's that's kind of a... Say yes. makes me feel good well, like I know what I'm talking about. You're not wrong, <laughs> okay, but I think you're using the wrong term. I would say it's, it's all about lighting the subject. Yeah. Which, and the reason I say no, it's not all about front light, like backlight and side light are equally important for yeah. really making someone look good on video as front light. But yes, key lighting. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. the lighting of the subject, the, the stuff that's not eye candy, the stuff that you're doing so that you can really see the, the speaker, the singer, whoever on video. I need
1: yeah. to rewatch our it makes you Now videos on lighting. Yeah. There's Just- one called Lighting the Subject. It's really good, that's the name of it, isn't it? yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and for those of you who are hearing stuff happening in the background, we've got people eating chips and queso. We've got onions being
1: chopped in the background and dinner being cooked.
0: Oh, yeah, so people
2: taking bathroom breaks.
1: We're excited. Spencer, sit down, Marcus, what are you what are most of Skylark's phone calls of churches needing help right now? What do they want?
3: yeah, video, 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 yeah, it's all. I mean, it's all blown up exactly what we're talking about. You know, it's, it's been crazy and I might get in trouble for saying this, but it, it might be the first time the leaderships actually watched the stream.
6: Yeah.
0: yeah, I think right? you're probably right. So wow. they knew before they were streaming, but it's the first time that they've actually seen it and critically
3: it. analyzed yeah. what content is leaving the building. Yeah. And the phone starts ringing Yeah, because this isn't okay. Yeah, And that's great. We can solve the problem, except for the fact that you can't get any equipment.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we ordered a console and the DSP is still in Asia. Right. And we paid for it in May, this, so, and it's September tomorrow. Yeah.
3: That's been a struggle, you know, just identifying correct timelines, getting the right product for the right church in an efficient way it's been a a big
0: i had somebody tell me a story the other day about trying to order a particular pa it was just a small a small pa for a student room pv black widows not quite but maybe a half a step up from that and the manufacturer said okay that's that's... the pv eliminator (laughs) not pv the sanctuary series no that was a good console self-mixing Really, With the right. wood grain on the side, yeah. A dove in the top right corner. It gave. Are you, you kidding? No, the PV it Sanctuary gave you labels series. where
3: to plug in. passers, my electric guitar had a
0: little auto mixer built in. It was <laughs> that it, and some <laughs> track spots. You're in business. Anyway, this manufacturer, when the when the client reached out, said, "Yeah, we're at least eight to ten weeks out from being able to ship anything." Yeah. So it's you know, it's not just. A couple pieces of gear it's like industry-wide there's a lot of trouble getting stuff but
3: yeah if a warehouse had a thousand people in it now it has 10 <laughs> right it takes a lot longer to get stuff off the shelf you know yeah it's crazy
1: anything amazon prime right now is like order today and get this 12 days from now yeah because i almost bought an oculus
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bought them all
1: yeah
0: okay so Daniel had a little soapbox a minute ago yeah but I know we were talking earlier
1: about a soapbox that you've had no Adam had it come on Adam's chopping onions right now Adam come here hold on you can (laughs) tee this up and then we did we ran out of paper towels yesterday we had dinner with no napkins Neanderthals so Adam was like hey I got a soapbox for uh, next time he's like not right now though and he said it and I'm like yes right now So, what'd you give the concept? Okay. I hope I can articulate this correctly.
4: If I don't, Lee, help me. I I think it's really funny. uh, You know, with everything going on with COVID, a lot of people are reevaluating, purchasing stuff, and kind of changing the way they're doing production, live production, right? And so, with all that, I've had conversations with people. I'm like, how much was that camera? How much was that console? How much was that? I'm just hearing people talk about stuff, and I see it online on Facebook groups. And people are like, oh, yeah, that camera was, dude, it was like $90,000. It was such a good deal. Such a good deal. And I'm like, when people say it's such a good deal, or or it was like, dude, I mean, what a steal. You got that for so cheap. Like, how is $90,000 cheap? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. It's
0: like, man, we're, we upgraded our PA. We only spent $350,000 yeah, yeah. like, for oh, it. how much of those consoles,
4: dude? We got them all for six hundred dollars And you're like... <laughs> It was such an amazing deal. And I just, when I started thinking about that, when you're talking about gear and, you know, relative to your personal finances, you start using the word like cheap or a deal. Like if you were only, if you were writing a check for 600K of your personal money, you wouldn't be saying it was such a deal. You wouldn't even tell anybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't be writing the check. You wouldn't even freaking do it. You'd be like, "No, that's like, i that's two of my homes." Yeah. yeah.
0: So what if we what if we encourage people to steward their church's resources as if they were actually their own?
1: Okay. Yes, we've said that a lot. Yeah.
0: Well,
3: that's a but this crazy feels concept. like
1: <laughs> this feels like we treat church money like a different currency. Uh huh. Like there's an exchange rate. So like the twenty dollars in my pocket is different than the church's twenty dollars wow. we don't value it the same wow mm-hmm. so if I if it's like, oh we have to buy these consoles they're a hundred thousand dollars each it's easier for me to approve or even submit a request or proposal for three hundred thousand dollars in consoles than it would be for me to buy a vacation home, but it's the same amount of money
2: not exactly the same thing you're talking about but correlates so i've got the best office admin ever this is the first time she's done it the first month or two on the job we found out she was like constantly coming to me anytime she wanted to spend any money and i finally had to sit down with her at one point and go hey Katie, i, I get it a thousand dollars in my personal bank account is a big deal a thousand dollars in the company account that's like that's we're going we're about to close because we have no money like, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a different spending that type of money in right. that environment is a different. It thing is different, for sure. Yeah.
1: It is because, like the church we work for that that I'm at, it's tens of thousands of people, it's tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. So all of that money has to get spent every single year. So your production budget <laughs> and events, you're well into the six figures. Okay. Right. So if you didn't know that, newsflash: mega churches spend lots of money on
2: tech Marcus and I are very thankful
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) yes there are lots of companies that should be very thankful especially companies like Yamaha and Sure, and you know well especially nowadays
2: because
0: without touring without other events oh they'd be done there are manufacturers now who've actually suddenly discovered the house of worship market that never even like house of worship for them may have been a rounding error Because of all of our touring business. Right. And now they're like, ooh, let's try to pursue House of Worship. Right. Because it's the only team in the world doing
1: events.
2: So, on that note, I want to say pay attention to the ones that were here before this. And those are the ones that should be getting our dollars.
1: Yes. That is true. Wow. That is really true. And then have a lot of patience for the manufacturers that are like, they got their hands tied right now, too. You know,
2: it just, their staffs are getting cut. like, Like, people that, you know, are having to do five jobs that used to be done, you know, by 10 people. Yeah. We are
1: seeing manufacturers cut the house of worship division. Like that happened early. It was like, are you guys crazy? Yeah. That happened to some friends of ours Yeah, that I don't think they knew. I, I guarantee their manufacturers, like you said, that maybe the house of worship wasn't a rounding error, but they didn't realize
2: how much of their market was coming from the house of worship. We've had a lot of manufacturers in conversations just go, hey, guys, by the way, thank you so much. You're the only people buying stuff right now.
5: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've got a hot take before we get off this soapbox. So this is the thing I did when I was on staff at a church. Before I made any large purchase, I would go and look at how much my family had tithed that year to see how many families just like me does it take to get this piece of gear. Do I need this? Do I need this good of a thing? Does this help out this many families? Right. Like me? Like, that was my litmus test of, can I get by or do I need this?
1: That'll preach. Oh, my wife has done, she has, like, taken me to the, whatever you call it. Woodshed. Woodshed on that. Like, when I... When you expense a lunch for your team. Yeah, or... and I go to Makuni for lunch, like at the most expensive sushi, uh, sushi place.
3: But it's amazing. But I put it, it was... on my
1: personal card and plan to reimburse. And she's like, it is amazing. <laughs> she's like, hey, you spent $200 at Makuni for lunch. Like what? And I'm like, yeah, I bought meals for a bunch of people. Don't worry, I'm reimbursing it. And she looked at me cold-faced like, I don't think our tithe money should be going to that. And I was like... <gasps> <laughs> i think you're right okay i won't do that anymore my team thanks you for their sushi lunch yeah yeah but it was it was a good perspective it's like these people are getting now them- he just makes me buy it <laughs> <laughs> Th- thank you by the way it's
6: delicious
2: yes. <laughs> see my way of getting around that was i just didn't tithe so I'm sure oh that's know. great
1: that's good and you still don't
2: just kidding no, no, I, I definitely tithe because I got to make sure C-O-T-M can buy those Grand Amaze some way. By, <laughs> by the way, we did a bunch of videos on those. When's that coming out?
1: We did. Scotty, you were in Tulsa for a while shooting tutorial videos on the Grand Amaze, which I can't wait to take myself <laughs> so that I can tell Benji uh, what he's doing wrong.
2: Yeah. I want to be the first to say, we did, did these in such a way, and I, I, I'm, I'm th- this is the right way, but these are... Very much entry level MA videos because one of the things I've heard people gripe about the most is like, Oh, yeah, I'd love to use an MA, but my volunteers, you know, we don't have time to train them all how to use it. So we tried to go at it from that approach of like, You haven't touched an MA before, let's start walking you through that later on. Maybe we'll get into some more advanced ones, but this is this was meant for the oh, we've been using Vista now, we want to use MA. How do we do this? Yeah, it's for me. I know nothing. There you go.
1: Yeah, so those will be on MXU Now. And if you're a part of MXU Teams, those are going to be on there too. And. Okay, but hold on. I want to hear from Scotty as the person who's driving
0: the look and feel of this content. Scotty, why don't you tell us like your top three reasons why somebody should be an MXU Teams subscriber?
7: Okay, so Spencer and I put together this new, brand new platform. Brand new streaming UI user interface for you guys. The website looks great, by the way. Great, thanks. Yeah, for MXU Teams subscribers. By the way, it's 30 days free right now, thanks to Skylark, which we've already talked about. But this brand new lighting content will be on there. And some three reasons, I think number one would be, it's like when you go on Netflix, but it looks even better, right,
1: Lee? Uh, Yeah, Jeff Sandstrom's on them.
7: Oh, yeah. All these thumbnails, beautiful thumbnails made by some friends of ours. And, yeah, so that's one way. Another reason is I think you get exclusive content. We've had some interviews with Daniel on there. We have a couple of lighting videos like we'll throw on there, some stuff with Corey Edwards that we're throwing on there. And third, I think you get get unlimited users. So you not only sign up for Teams as you get MXU now, but you get to – give unlimited users to your entire team. So if you have a team of two people, you have a team of 20 people, you get to go, Hey, here's your login, go and learn. And that's what I think is the best part of it. And we get to talk grilling on our MXU Slack. That's, that's a bonus.
1: That's true. We have a private MXU Slack channel and all MXU team subscribers get invited to that, but what he's, he should brag more on himself. And so, so should uh Spencer, but the whole platform Is built in a way that we're going to be able to add features to help teams Yeah, that's what I'm most excited about is
0: if you're a church production leader, in the not-too-distant future, you'll be able to upload specific things for your specific team, like your checklists and input lists and patch sheets and that kind of thing. And you'll be able, as the leader, to be able to monitor what your team is watching and be able to assign certain videos. So if you have a new volunteer— you have these 101 level videos that you can assign and monitor their progress. It's going to be awesome.
2: Yep. Like if they have lyrics sheets for other songs and the TD goes through and puts like lighting cue notes in those, he will be able to upload something like that and they'll just find it all. We it.
1: can totally do that.
2: Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. The yeah. whole point of the
1: new app, the web app, was to enable us to do things like that. So it's set up in a way that possibilities are really endless. Yeah. It's just... Just yeah. a matter of building the code So for in it. the future, our goal, and I, I'll, say, I'll shamelessly say this, like,
0: I want MXU teams to be for a production team what planning center is for a worship team. Correct. So that some of those same features that a worship leader would use for their band and singers, a production person would have that same kind of feature set available for their production team.
1: That sounds like a great idea.
3: Why would you want them more organized and better trained?
1: So they'll call you less cuz their <laughs> gears <is> broken.
2: <laughs> That's good. What else, boys? Um I'm trying to figure out what this guy's stalking on this YouTube video.
1: Uh this is elk. They're still stalking elk. Okay, so
0: as Adam is cooking, um he started the prep for our dinner tonight and he pulled out a gadget that is new to all of us, and we might get a sponsorship out of it, actually. Yeah. So it's a gadget called a slot dog, and it's basically a way to tenderize your hot dogs, kobasa, Polish sausage, whatever. Um, I just saw him on the counter. He's putting the hot dog down and putting this on it, and it's like a, <laughs> I don't know, it's a, criss-cross. a crisscross cut pattern that basically kind of tenderizes the the hot dog before you cook it.
1: I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I
3: I couldn't make a comment either. They handed it to me and I read slot dog. Adam, tell us why. Tell us why a slot dog. Here's all important. I'm going to say
4: is you eat with your eyes first. And that thing looks awesome and your hot dogs look awesome on the grill. If you've ever done a crisscross technique on something like a scoring yeah, scoring. Like a pork butt or something like that, that does it for you. Does so it make it taste better? Yeah, I think so. So, okay. Slot Dog,
0: if you're listening, uh, sponsorships for the MXU podcast are available.
1: It looks like something you'd find in a, f- a flea market, and the stand that had
5: nunchucks and throwing stars
1: would also have this. Yeah,
5: for sure. Wasn't this on an infomercial or like the as seen on TV store? Somewhere? My pillow guy probably sells these. Slot Dog.
1: <laughs> Do we have any turn downs? Down my- oh, a I, I good idea. Do you have. A story, you don't have to find it, of someone that's emailed you and complained. That's just hilarious.
2: So, we, uh, you know, as the company's been growing, we made a Google account. So, like, if you Google the company name now, you can get the address to our shop and office and everything. And with part of that, there's a place for somebody to review you. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of people that worked with us had gone on and put reviews because, of course, you know, that's what you do. And I, when I saw this, I was like, this, you know, no one that does business with us is ever going to check our Google review. We're not that type of company. Well, earlier this week, we get a somewhat negative re- review and it's, there's, there's no text with it. There's five stars and we got three stars Yeah, and it, it sends me an email when this stuff comes up. So I go out and, and I look at the guy's name and I'm just going, what, what is this? And it's like late at night. So I, I was like, whatever, I'll think about it in the morning. I woke up in the morning, saw that, that email again, just kind of thought about throughout the day. And then I realized, so I got I get very random Facebook friend requests sometimes. Yeah, of course. And if you have a le- even if I don't know you, if if we at least have a few of the same friends. Yeah. And it's gotta be like, oh, like you're another production person or something like that. Yep. Well, this guy sent me a friend request and his only friends in common were like leaders of my church. So I'm like, oh okay. He's he's done that. Well, so I denied his friend request. Dude, tracked us down and left us a bad review on Google. Because you... That's the only thing I can come up with. Like, I don't know. other, other well, We've never done business with the guy. I've never met the guy. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah,
2: so, watch out. Accept those friend requests or people will ruin your business on Google. <laughs>
1: but he didn't leave a bad review. He no, just gave you three stars. He gave me three
2: stars. I'm like, we were totally at least like a four and a half.
1: That's close to someone writing into Philo and asking that Stone or I'd mixed and didn't mention Jeff's name. Don't bring that up again. That was hurtful. (laughs) That's crazy. Did you ever get the emails, though, when you were at Church on the Move about lighting?
2: So Stone would share them with me. Yeah. we. uh, we, I don't remember if it was a Christmas or a Easter at one point, but I forget the rest of the message, but... um, the, the, the sentence that stuck out was, you know, the, the lighting and the sound in there was just brazen and profane. And that note got shared. Brazen. So And so for a few years after, Stone was brazen and I was profane. Yeah, was, uh, we, made, we made shirts.
1: I thought he would have been the profane one.
2: No, I, I, I stole that one for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh,
1: I haven't had any sound complaints lately. I mixed at church two weeks ago. Uh, first time we've had people back in the room. I text Aaron when I found out we were going to be back in the room. I'm like, dude, can I mix? Please can I mix? (laughs) I totally did. And he was awesome. Because I was thinking, he's going to do broadcast anyway. So I show up to mix. And he's there. And it's monitors and front house from the same console right now. Because we moved monitor console PM7 to broadcast world. So he said, yeah, you can mix. But it's monitors too. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So he showed up to help do monitors. And then he got done. And then I I mixed front house. All that to say, um, uh, there's people in the room. We're only supposed to have 100, so there were exactly 100. That's all I'll say. And it was pretty loud, I think. It was probably louder than it had been. I was just excited to mix. The band was excited. Yeah. Room's got a lot of people in it. I didn't turn on Trend or Smart or anything. I had no idea what it even said. Just going by feel. Totally going by feel. Felt great.
2: Not one complaint. Not one person asked for earplugs. So there are a lot of reasons I'm not a pastor, but I just, I, I'd have to say if I was a pastor right now and we had just gotten services back open live and somebody complained, I would probably get up on stage and say, you can kiss my... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's probably why you're not a pastor. Yeah, that, that's that one is, of many reasons.
1: That is why you're not a pastor. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Could you imagine like, first yeah. time back in the building? Oh, How dare gosh, you complain? Man. People complain.
2: Yeah. You know you know who... Uh, two groups of people that I think have had it worse through all this. Pastors and school teachers. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Like they've, yep. they've just had to deal with the
1: worst of the worst. My wife's a school teacher, but she teaches for California's virtual academy. So pre-COVID, she was an online elementary school teacher. So last year was her first year doing this. Second grade teacher, she's got 33 kids. They come to class every day, similar, it's like Zoom, but their
2: their app's called Blackboard. This year, she has 49 students. So I don't think we have something like that in Oklahoma. We're just not as technologically advanced. So, in the past two months, all of our school systems have had to create that. Yeah. And there's parents still have the gall to like be mad that it's not working perfect day one. Oh, I know. And I'm have them feeling the same things probably happened with pastors of like, we're sorry that like we're having a stream and everything's suddenly not perfect.
1: But I think for the most part, people are uh, patient with that. And that's why they're still giving their giving is not dependent on the quality of our broadcast or their ability to come to the church. They're still saying, "Well, my beliefs in God haven't changed." Right. And my uh support of this specific church hasn't changed, so I'm going to continue to give. Yeah. Thankfully, that's still happening. You know, I don't know how long that that will happen, but that's my theory on why people are giving but not watching. Interesting.
3: So, I'd like to play a little game called I I've never. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna pitch a scenario. Okay. And we have to raise our hand. If you've never done it, then you raise your hand.
0: Okay. All right. So we don't have to say whether or not we believe you're telling the truth. It's just if we've done it or not.
3: Right.
1: Okay, gotcha. Okay.
3: So I'll start. I've never trained a deaf sound man.
1: Uh well, I'll Uh, raise my raise
3: my hand for that. I definitely
1: have never.
3: You don't have. have your hand raised. Your hand's not raised.
0: <laughs> totally deaf. Yes. First and of all.
3: Hopefully they're not a subscriber.
1: I didn't know you knew Corey Edwards. Oh. <laughs> Why kidding. would
0: you, uh, how, how would you volunteer to be a sound guy if you were
3: not? I have no idea. But on opening day, I'm responsible to train this person. Like the church building opening. Yeah. Brand new sound system. Smaller church, whatever, but you know the, like, as seen on TV uh, microphone, you attach it's a little box, and then it comes with the pre-med, pre-made headphones that attach to your ears? Okay. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is the console, yada yada, and he was like, hold on a second, and he put these earbuds in, and then he held this box next to my mouth while I taught him how to operate the console.
1: What was the first thing that went through your head when this happened? I need to leave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
3: like, how am I going to get out of here?
2: I've trained two colorblind LDs, not quite as bad, but there. I've also had a one armed spotlight operator, which was, uh,
3: I've trained <laughs> colorblind yeah. installers. Yeah. And they're not allowed to terminate <laughs> Cat 5. <laughs> yeah. So, why did the church? Well,
1: I know why. I know why. But the question is, why did the church allow? someone who's deaf to volunteer on the sound team?
3: Well, he had a good heart. Yeah. Yes. It's the same thing. He'd been doing it for 15 years. It's like, Oh, it's Richard.
2: We just, They didn't figure it out. That's why they needed a new sound (laughs) system. Not the sound system, but Richard. (laughs) I have so many
1: really bad, inappropriate, insensitive jokes.
2: Yes. I'll just tell them all. Okay. Wow. Okay.
1: So do you have one? Do you have a, uh, I've never. I need to think about it. Uh, I wait. Should I say something that I have done that you probably you haven't? Is that the point of this? Okay. Yeah. Um. This. I don't know. You're all gonna raise your hands. Y'all are crazy enough that this will have happened to you too. Uh, I have never almost come to fistfights with a, a tour stop rental house guy. Or system tech. Oh, all hands You've raised. You've never almost gotten in a oh, fight.
2: I thought you're saying you have. Oh, I, I, oh, I have so many times. I was a jerk. 20. I have too. That's happened to me. I threw a chain motor at a stage hand. <laughs> you threw a
1: chain <laughs> motor at a
2: stage hand. Yeah. How do you throw a
3: chain? <laughs> he, motor? D- he deserved it. Little quarter it. ton,
2: dude. I was. I, I was. I was small but wiry. I mean, yeah. that's like that's like like a leverage. A 500 pound motor. It would maybe probably more like I handed it to him. Okay. No, no, it was a one time, but he kept... Oh, my gosh. I like to run my motors a certain way, and he kept coming over and flipping my motor and did the first time, I just flipped it back. <laughs> and he did it again, and he was like, no, dude, this is the right way to do it. And uh, the way this... We were on different level stages, so it was elevated a little bit yeah. already. And uh, in my process of flipping it back over, I ended up shoving it into his arms and somewhat throwing it at him.
1: Nice. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't nice. Was Mine a was... I think this has happened to a lot of guys that have toured and done just freaking crappy small shows with horrible Christian concert promoters that have no business doing it. Ugh. There are great ones, but there are some that are just terrible. Yeah. And
2: name names. Luke. It
1: was guy who just happened to buy a Meyer line array, you know, like he bought six boxes used off some used website or whatever. So he gets the gig. We're setting up and it's six mica. Okay, so those are big boxes. Big boxes, yeah. It's outdoor at a park in downtown Concord, California. It's like this little park. I'm just saying way too much detail right now. People are going to figure this out. So we're doing load-in, and you know when you work for an artist or a church or anybody, you're responsible to a certain point for really everything that's happening, including like safety of people. Right, right. Well, they're unloading these boxes, and I'm looking for genie towers. I'm like, why? There's no way to rig. It was like an open-air amphitheater. I'm like, where was it? How is he going to fly these? And this weird-looking forklift thing, but it wasn't a forklift, though. Oh, no. It was like one of those mini forklifts you could rent from Costco. And he's got two of them. So he's trying to hang it from the front of that thing? Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. So he sticks the fork under the fly bar. And starts taking it up, and one of the sides isn't catching, and it's about to come off one of the forks, and it's going up in the air, and I'm yelling,
7: "Stop! Get it down!"
1: And it like it drops, and the whole weight catches, the whole thing's shaking, uh, and I'm just freaking out on the guy, and then he, he's pissed because he thinks I'm insulting him because he I'm telling him, "You, what are you doing?" Because you are, because I was, yeah. So already that's how we started the day. So fast forward, start the show and it's a Meyer system and there's a Galileo and system tech is over here with the Galileo processor on his laptop. And he's looking at me like, you turn down, hitting the limiters, hitting the limiters. I'm like, okay. So I'm like making small adjustments and he's not happy. So what does he do? He starts lowering the input level to the amp or to the speaker and now I'm really mad. So you're just fighting each other the whole time. Oh yeah. So I have no patience right now, right? It's a hundred DB. I, I don't have time to go, Hey Jim, tell me about your family. And you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, it, right. It's not that it's, Hey, listen, I'm in charge right now. And you need to do exactly what I say. Yeah. That's not a great scenario. Well, he's got like his cronies and they all come to front of house. He like calls them all over and they're standing in a line and they're like taking their shirts off. Like, it's like Bay Area. It was it was very interesting. So This wasn't in Tennessee. No, it was in California. <laughs> so I have no one there. Like the band I was working for, there wasn't like a big crew. There's no stage hands. But I knew um, one of the band members' buddies was there. That's all I had there. So I text the guy, I'm like, hey, I need you to come to the front of the house right now. And I just stood him in between me and the guy because they were trying to get in my face. So, that's, that's my story. Oh, my that gosh. That was the most recent
2: one. I got one of those for you. So, this would have been around 2002 or so, out out with Third Day. And we're playing at the amphitheater in Mesa, Arizona. You okay. Know, you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yep. So, uh, I, I don't want to name the name, but I'll say it just so anybody can figure it out. There's local crews of guys who have maybe spent some time in jail and had some issues, and they'll... The some of the Christian promoters, especially in the in the West Coast area, Southwest area, especially. I know the promoter. Yeah, <laughs> I know everything you're talking about right now. I, yep. Some would, of them have yeah. been
0: a part of a particular challenge.
2: Yeah. So we're at that amphitheater, and we. This was the time I, w- I was doing like I'd be the rigger, I'd be the LD, I'd be helping load in the whole time too. Like you know, early 2000s Christian touring, and so we're loading in all morning, and very challenging uh, room for this this particular rig. So. We're getting it all done. I'm working with, with the, the gentlemen that were there to help us. And, you know, you have your same stage hands kind of stick with you the whole time. So I had these four guys that were with me all day. We got all the trusses flowing, everything we needed to do. And the last thing that, as the LD, the last thing I do before we go to lunch is go up and get the spotlights checked out. And make sure they, they've got my gel frames in them and everything's right. So this wasn't like, we're not talking big arena stuff where they have spotlights in there. We carried our own and would set them up you know, in whatever room we were in. So we go out and we're, we're getting a spot uh, thing set up. And the guy in charge of these teams yells from stage, launch. So we're all the way out at the back of the amphitheater. And that's where the folding tables are also at that we need to have at front of the house to be able to set my console on. So I tell my guys, hey, on the way back, grab these two folding tables and take them with you. Because I had four guys, so two guys per table. One guy just starts walking off. And I, uh, like, hey, I just figured he didn't hear me hey, buddy, come back. I need you to help with the table. It's, it's on the way to lunch. Just take it with you and drop it off over there. Keeps going. So I say it a little louder again, still nice, because I know these guys' background. I don't want to be rude to them. I go, hey, 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 buddy, just come grab a table and, and carry it up there with you. He turns around, and a switch had flipped. And I, I actually can't repeat on this podcast everything he started saying <laughs> to me and what he started to accuse <laughs> me of. But it was go time. When I, f- I start going, hey, cool, no problem. Hey, just go ahead. We'll, we'll get it. Don't worry about it he starts chasing me like coming at me like this is i mean he's a solid like six four maybe six six like 240 <laughs> just solid muscle and i'm like this is 2002 i'm probably 135 pounds like soaking wet <laughs> just, i can run much faster scared than you can mad and that's actually what i ended up having to do dude's coming at me you're he's not, running he's not stopping so I, i'm backing up first and i finally start running where do i run to straight into the production office and hide behind Stone's leg and just go, a dude's coming in here to kick my ass. <laughs> and sure enough, the guy comes to the door and sees him behind Stone and you see his face go, oh, all right. <laughs> oh my God. That's gosh. amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is amazing. One of my big ones was back in the day. Um, this was around the very early stages of medical marijuana prescriptions. And we were doing a show in Maine and Maine was like wide open. Yeah. And so we had stagehands for the first few hours of the morning. They took their coffee break and came back and the guys who were assigned to audio were just stoned out of their minds. And this was like 10:30 a.m. <laughs> you know, halfway through uh, a 5-hour minimum. And I went to the steward and I was like, "We haven't hung the PA yet. These guys are not right." You know, I, yeah. I can't have them hanging a PA, you know, they've got a couple thousand pounds of PA coming over people's heads. This has to be safe. I can't trust that they're not, you know, impaired. He said, well, they've got a prescription. There's nothing I can do. I'm like, wait, would you let somebody show up drunk? Yeah. Said, no, no, but you don't have a prescription for alcohol. Or
2: on Percocet or Right. You, yeah.
0: have, you have a prescription for this. There's nothing I can do. And I'm like, well, they're not working with me. They're off the crew. So, me and the system tech had to hang the PA by ourselves all day because. Oh my gosh. It's just a safety issue. So yeah.
2: The lesson here is to don't smoke pot before you do a set change at your church. Yeah. Or if
1: it. you need a day off, <laughs> if you need a day off, just smoke too much of it. Well, that food's smelling good. It sure is. This has been really fun. Marcus, thanks for joining us. You're welcome
3: never done this before.
1: Uh, how, rate your experience one to ten. Ten being best thing ever. One being I'll never do this again.
3: 1.5? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that depends on how many uh, subscriptions he has to pay for. That's true.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: That's true. So everybody go sign up so Marcus will go broke.
1: Yeah, thanks for doing that, Marcus. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Well, this is really fun. I'm glad we got to just
0: of capture some of us just hanging out and talking because i know every time we're together there are things that come up in conversation that we say oh we need to talk about in the podcast yeah and then we never do so it's fun to have sort of those moments where we can just kind of bring what it's like to hang out with us and have it feel that way so i'm going to go get in the hot
1: tub before dinner i think that's a great plan get the hot Ooh. tub with mm, how many people can we get in it all of them let's do it all right all right.
2: Well, thanks everybody.
0: We'll we'll see you next time.